Hello, everyone. This is your host, Derek, with a quick disclaimer before we start the episode. If you're new to the show, this episode is very different than what we normally do. Instead of a two-episode improv audio drama, as this episode title indicates, this is a choose-your-own-adventure story. You, the listener, will be deciding exactly how this story plays out. During the episode, you will be prompted to skip to specific timestamps to continue your story. Please make sure that you follow those instructed timestamps only, as listening straight through will not only spoil the story, but it won't really make a whole lot of sense either. With all of that out of the way, please enjoy as you choose your own misadventure. here somewhere. Uh, is it in that drawer? Nope. Okay. Um, oh, hi. How did you, you know what? Never mind. The important thing is that you somehow managed to stumble into my recording space. And normally it's only slightly less cluttered than this, honestly, but look, I'm going to level with you. I lost the next episode of Rolling Misadventures. Yeah, I know. How am I going to find a digital thing digging through these stacks of paper? Which, yes, that is a very valid question. But honestly, things have been a bit weird around here. See, I came in today to find my project folder missing. And next to it was a picture of this weird purple swirly thing. Even stranger though, when I opened that file, look. Now, I don't know exactly where this portal goes, I did stick my head in for a bit and then kind of started to hear my own voice narrating my actions, which was really weird meta. I seriously, I do not recommend it. Uh, but that aside, I have a feeling that the files may have made their way into that portal somehow. So uh, is there any way that you can venture in and try to find those files? You will? Oh, thank God. Okay, just head in and follow the narrator's clues. I'll stay on this side to make sure nobody else messes with the portal. To proceed, skip to minute four.
As you venture out of the portal, you see a large open hallway. The hallway is fairly nondescript, with white walls, tiled floors, and harsh fluorescent lighting. Taking your first few steps, you hear the familiar voice of the narrator that you were warned of. After puzzling thoughts of how circular this description could get, you decide to shrug it off and continue down the pathway. As you delve deeper, the air begins to grow colder. The walls begin to turn rough, the floor to dirt, and the light is now flickering as any lamps have been replaced by torches. You quickly realize that this hallway has now turned into a fantasy-style dungeon. As you reach the end of the hall, to your left you hear what seems to be knives sharpening. To your right, a squishing plop that grows louder. While debating which halt to take, the squishing sound grows louder as you see a figure take shape in the flickering orange light. Before you is a giant face, made entirely of some indiscernible meat. Instead of spending the time to figure out exactly what kind of meat, you bolt down the hallway toward the metallic sound. As you run, you peer behind to see the meat face slowly gaining on you. You quickly whip your eyes back to where you are running and slide to a stop, just inches away from a set of large swinging axes. With a quick glance, you see a switch on the wall. Will you have enough time to pull the switch before the meat monstrosity reaches you? Or will you take your chances dodging through the blades? To pull the switch, skip to minute 31. To take your chances with the blades, skip to minute 19. For a moment, you think that his help would make things quicker, but you quickly disregard the notion as you take the shovel in hand and begin trudging the perimeter of the island. It's not nearly as large as you had worried, and after an hour, you return to your starting point. On your journey, you noted two particular spots to dig, one of them under the lone palm tree on this island towards the center, the other next to a large boulder both of them with a red X next to them. You wonder how the two ghost pirates could have missed these, but quickly assume that they just couldn't be bothered to figure out a way to dig. To dig under the tree, skip to minute 24. To dig under the boulder, skip to minute 42.
as you open the wooden plank door. Inside is a blue swirling portal. Quickly you hop into it, knowing that any other place it could take you is better than this. As you emerge on the other side, you find yourself in an arid, dry desert. The sun above is beating down, causing you to immediately sweat. And as you take a look around, you see a few older looking shacks, one of which has a large sign that reads, Saloon. You make your way into the building to get out of this blistering heat, only to find yourself in front of a handful of cowboys that are filling this saloon. Not entirely sure what world this is, it's safe to assume you found yourself in a western. You take a seat at the bar and quickly are greeted by the owner. You don't look like you belong here, but you do look like you've got a story to tell. You give a quick rundown of your situation. <laughs> well, shit. It sounds to me that your adventure is just as crazy as mine has been. You see, I didn't always own this bar here. Before that, I was a miner. Well, I mean, that ended pretty much after Cotton's other boy toy got us in a heap of trouble. The bartender quickly takes notice of your exasperated look as he continues his story. Anyways, enough about me. You mentioned some weird purple portal? You quickly describe the portal in clear detail thinking to yourself about how crazy this all must sound. Hmm, that seems to ring a bell. Well, you see, back when I worked down in them mines, we happened to run into some swirly purple thing. They didn't want to venture into it, so we just kind of threw some rocks in there, kick them out and see what happens. After the rocks didn't get thrown back, we decided just to leave it alone. Well, I, I reckon it's still down there. Can't remember exactly where, but you might want to mosey on down into those old mine shafts to see if it's what you're looking for. You thank the kind stranger and make your way to the mine. As you venture into the mines, the cold, damp corridors grow darker with each step. As you feel around in what little light you have left, you manage to grasp a match. Beside it are two other objects. One is metal, the other is wax. You assume one of these will light the way. To light the metal object, skip to minute 27. To light the wax object, skip to minute 21.
So be it. I've rigged the portal to send you back whence you first entered this world. Just remember that we of the McMasterson clan are a hearty bunch. Don't think that this will be the last you've heard of us. You enter the swirling portal. Oh good, you're back. Not that you were gone for more than a few minutes, though. Uh, did you find the files? Awesome! Oh my god, thank you so much for bringing it back. You have no idea what this means to me. I've been working on this crazy story concept of a choose-your-own-adventure for a little bit. Uh, hopefully I can get it out in time for our December break, but seriously, thanks again for everything. I'll have to make sure to give you a shout-out on this one. Also, I think I figured out this portal thing. If you hop back through, you should be able to make it home this time. You have now completed your misadventure. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this crazy experiment was as much fun for you to listen to and to play as it was for me to make. I want to make sure to thank everybody that helped make this episode possible. We had Kyle from Bombarded reprising his role as Shiloh from Tentris of the West in our Western story branch. We had Charles playing himself in the Shower story branch. We had Ty from Side Character Quest returning as Captain Nobeard from Roland Dem Crossbones in the Pirate Story Branch. Megan and RJ played themselves, of course, in the Ono Lit Class Recording Branch. We also had Corbin from Corbin vs. the World, playing as McMasterson from the Clam Magnet Mysteries in the Ending Branch. And you, the listener, for going on this adventure and for all of your support as we continue to make each and every episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed this story, let us know via social media by either tweeting at rmisadventures, that is the letter R, misadventures, or by emailing us at podcast at rollingmisadventures.com. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, make sure to visit rollingmisadventures.com, where you can check out our past episodes of the show, as well as find links to all of our social media, as well as our Patreon, if you're so inclined. We'll be back soon with our regular schedule, so until then, take care.
before he can float off. You ask if the pirate will help you with your search. Okay, well, I guess I could. But before you do that, uh, you're going to have to help my friend pick out an outfit for a little afterlife Halloween party that we're going to attend. He has been taking forever. You agree to help as it's a fair trade-off. But unfortunately, you underestimated just how long he met by ages. Turns out that this ghost isn't necessarily in a hurry as days go by. On the plus side, going all that time without food or water, you're now able to join them at that party being a ghost yourself now and you have an awesome time and live happily ever after this is an untimely end to your story to return with a different decision skip to minute seven You decide that taking your chances with the swinging blades sounds a lot better than anything that meat face might do, and sprint forward. You narrowly avoid each axe, feeling the last one graze your arm, but you are unharmed. As you look back, the monster is continuing its pursuit, but is quickly chopped to bits by the axes you so keenly left running. You continue down the hall victorious, quickly coming to your next choice. To your left is a brown wooden plank door. To your right, a white painted plane door. You feel that one of them will allow you to leave this place. To open the wooden plank door, skip to minute 9. To open the plain white door, skip to minute 22.
you manage to light the wax object. As it lights the room, you begin to hear a hissing sound. To your horror, the wax item was not a candle as you had hoped. Instead, it seems, you've lit a stick of dynamite. As you determine the gravity of this situation, thankfully, it passes rather quickly. Way to end your journey with a bang. This is an untimely end to your story. To continue by choosing the other option, skip to minute 27. Inside the door, you find before you a white portal. As you pass through, your eyes slowly adjust from the dark cavern to a bright sandy beach. In the distance, you hear someone. I don't see why it takes you so long to get dressed when you can just instantly change your spectral clothes. He glances over to you with a shock and changes his demeanor. And who might you be? Not any pirate I've encountered on these high seas. The ghostly figure has instantly changed from normal modern clothes into a pirate outfit as he approaches you. You best be explaining before we summon some ghostly curses upon ye. You explain your quest up to this point, and the portal's taken to arrive here. As you finish, he changes back to normal clothing. Interesting. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that around here, but it's not a stretch that it could be around somewhere, because really, I I've seen crazier things on this island. Um, there's a few different spots that you could try digging up. Uh, so... He gestures to a nearby shovel. I, gu I guess good luck? To begin your search alone, skip to minute seven. To ask for his help finding the dig spots, skip to minute 17. You decide that the X under the tree is your best bet and begin digging. With a single strike of the shovel, you hear a clank and realize that you've found a treasure chest. Upon opening said chest, a silver portal emerges. This has to be the way, you think to yourself as you walk through. As you emerge on the other side, you find yourself in a plain bathroom filled with steam. You hear the sound of running water and what seems to be three brothers laughing in a speaker. You're not exactly sure what they are laughing about, but for some reason, you assume it's about a horse. As you stand there, trying to figure out how a horse could be that funny, the running water shuts off and a shower curtain begins to move. Ah! Ah! Who, who are you? How'd you get in here? As Charles ducks back behind the shower curtain, you try to hurriedly explain the portal that brought you here and your quest. Okay... 
So that's what that glowing thing is. I thought you were going to kill me with it. Uh, so yeah, dude, obviously there's no files here in the shower, you know, with water and all. But and honestly, my towel is across the room, so... Oh, you know, uh, even though I'd really like you to, to hang around, uh, how about this? I won't call the cops if you leave here right now. And you and I will just forget all of this happened. Sound good? You doubt that he had a way to contact the police while currently in the shower, but happily obliged leaving this scene. You quickly return through the portal in this bathroom and decide to take the red portal instead. To proceed through the red portal, skip to minute 29. You manage to light the metal object. It looks to be a globe lamp. As you swing it around, you realize the other object was actually dynamite. Glad that you didn't make that mistake, you proceed further down the mine shaft. After what feels like hours, you come to an open chasm. The room is filled with a dull glow as you find yourself in front of not one, but two portals. The one to your right is swirling red. The one to your left swirls green. Which portal will you choose? To proceed through the red portal, skip to minute 29. To proceed through the green portal, skip to minute 40.
room, you proceed through the red glow. As your eyes adjust to the new lighting, you hear a familiar voice. Hey guys, it's your host Eric with a quick intermission. You cough to get his attention. Jesus, oh, it's you. Wait, you never came back with the file. Have you been stuck in the portal world this whole time? You quickly get him up to speed. Oh, okay, got it. See, this is future Derek. I'm actually working on the next episode. Past Derek is still waiting on the files. And before you ask, no, I still don't know where the files are. I don't know how it works. Something to do with timelines breaking or something. I know it sounds really ominous, but I think you end up fine. Maybe. Look, all I know is we have another portal that's attached to this room. Just head through that one. The orange one, not the red one. And you should be on to your next step of the adventure. Uh, and thanks again. You sigh, thinking that this would have been easy, and head to the orange portal. To proceed, skip to minute 37. you know that your dexterity isn't up for debate, and pull the switch to stop the swinging axes. You quickly manage to get out of the encroaching reach of the meat face and run past the stationary blades, realizing that the monster is slowed, trying to maneuver around them. After putting some considerable distance between you two, you come to another choice. To your left is a brown wooden plank door. To your right, a white painted plane door you feel that one of them will allow you to leave this place. To open the wooden plank door, skip to minute 9. To open the plain white door, skip to minute 22.
a wise choice. You may return to the portal then. I've rigged it to send you back whence you first entered this world. Off with you now. As you contemplate whether or not you have made the right choice, you head back into the portal. Oh good, you're back. Uh, not that you were gone for more than a few minutes though. Uh, did you find those files? I can tell by the look on your face that you did, and you left them behind, didn't you? Well, uh, I guess nothing can be done about it now. No, no, it's all right, really. McMasterson is just a cool gag. I, it was bound to happen either way. I'm just bummed that we won't be able to put this episode out. I, it was going to be awesome, but I'll just, I'll cobble something together for an off month. Uh, thanks for doing all of this, though. I really do appreciate it. And uh, look, I've got to get back to work now, so go ahead and take that purple portal again. I think I've got it set to send you home this time. You have now completed your misadventure. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this crazy experiment was as much fun for you to listen to and to play as it was for me to make. I want to make sure to thank everybody that helped make this episode possible. We had Kyle from Bombarded reprising his role as Shiloh from Tentris of the West in our Western story branch. We had Charles playing himself in the Shower story branch. We had Ty from Side Character Quest returning as Captain Nobeard from Roland Dem Crossbones in the Pirate story branch. Megan and RJ played themselves, of course, in the Ono Lit Class recording branch. We also had Corbin from Corbin vs. the World playing as McMasterson from the Clam Magnet Mysteries in the Ending Branch. And you, the listener, for going on this adventure and for all of your support as we continue to make each and every episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed this story, let us know via social media by either tweeting at rmisadventures, that is the letter R, misadventures, or by emailing us at podcast at rollingmisadventures.com. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, make sure to visit rollingmisadventures.com, where you can check out our past episodes of the show, as well as find links to all of our social media, as well as our Patreon, if you're so inclined. We'll be back soon with our regular schedule, so until then, take care.
As you pass through the orange portal effortlessly, you find yourself in another plain room. Low gas lamps keep it dimly lit, and you notice a wafting smell of sandwiches. It's about time you got here. You see, I've been waiting for a very long time to meet you, listener. Directly in front of you sits a desk with a man directly staring at you. I know what you're thinking. Someone in this godforsaken interconnected world of characters actually recognizes you and, as such, breaks a lot of the canon that has been happening up to this point. If you put all of the pieces together, though, it all begins to make sense. You have found your way into an interconnected world of characters, all being tied by one single thread. A joke that went on far too long that Derek ran with, for I, Bongo McMasterson, am that very thread. I am the only living personified member of this bloodline in any of the stories. <laughs> Bully. So it is only fitting that I be the one hanging on to the missing files. Without me, there is no story, no worlds. Ergo, I am the true man behind the curtain. He notices the puzzled look on your face. For you see, Derek thought he could be clever by moving away from the references, thus wrenching away the grasp I had. But if he could not release such an episode, then I would remain in control. I pilfered his wares while he was asleep, you see, and have remained here quite content knowing he dared not venture into this insanity of his own creating. What I didn't consider is you, dear listener, and now that you're here, what will you do? To return with the files, skip to minute 13. To return without the files, skip to minute 33. As your vision returns to normal, you see two people sitting around a microphone. Hey, RJ. You recognize one of the voices. Sup? Goosebumps. Good? Bad? Too spooky? I think it holds up even today. The tropes of teen angst coupled with a touch of horror gives off a vibe of precursor hot topic that really does define our childhoods. It was ahead of its time, and as such, I say, good. Hey, random stranger. The pair is now staring at you. Okay, first off, what the hell are you doing in my house? Second, you just completely ruined that take. Do you know how many times it took to grain all this crazy in? Ten. Yes, it took ten times. You stammer an apology, filling Megan and RJ in on your journey up to this point. Derek still hasn't found the file? That 
asshole. I can't believe he made one of our listeners go off on a fantastical journey instead of just doing it himself or letting me go through one of the portals. Yeah, I'd love to get a chance to get deep into those swirly things. On second thought, never mind. Look, we have to get back to this recording because we're almost done. Why don't you just head back through that green portal? There's another path you probably missed or another portal or something. I'm still RJ. You return through the green portal and return to the boulder. After digging under it, you end up finding another chest with a red portal instead. You hop in. To proceed, skip to minute 29. You dig on the large X beneath the boulder and quickly find a treasure chest. Without wasting another moment, you open it to reveal a red portal and hop directly into it. You proceed through the red glow. As your eyes adjust to the new lighting, you hear a familiar voice. Hey guys, it's your host Eric with a quick intermission. You cough to get his attention. Jesus, oh, it's you. Wait, you never came back with the file. Have you been stuck in the portal world this whole time? You quickly get him up to speed. Oh, okay, got it. See, this is future Derek. I'm actually working on the next episode. Past Derek is still waiting on the files. And before you ask, no, I still don't know where the files are. I don't know how it works. Something to do with timelines breaking or something. I know it sounds really ominous, but I think you end up fine, maybe. Look, all I know is we have another portal that's attached to this room. Just head through that one, the orange one, not the red one. And you should be on to your next step of the adventure. Uh, and thanks again. You sigh, thinking that this would have been easy, and head to the orange portal. To proceed, skip to minute 37. <laughs> 